You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. want to say good morning to Chris Martin. Chris is content marketing manager, uh, Moody Publishers editor, and he curates the content for us in the BibleToLife.com website, which if you have not checked out yet, really want you to go and take a look at it. And if you are, uh, maybe as you, you hear what Chris is talking about this morning and you think about it later and you're asking yourself, what was that website again? You can stop by our Facebook page and link from there too. Chris, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing pretty good. Glad to have you back on the air with us today. Yeah, yeah. Glad to be here. I'm a Hoosier myself, natively, so I'm I'm always glad to join our friends in Indiana. Yeah, we're trying to get uh, Eric adapted to being a Hoosier. He's he's how would we even say that? Alabamian, <laughs> Southern morning bread. <laughs> there you go. But uh, hey, Chris, I'd like to think that, and and I know that we do. We saw this during our fall share that we just wrapped up. We've got new people joining us all the time, and I know there are quite a few people that are aware of what BibleToLife.com is, but for anybody who maybe hasn't visited yet or they're hearing about it for the first time, would you kind of just briefly explain what this website is and why it exists? Yeah, of course. So at Moody Publishers, where I work, we noticed that, you know, we, we're a Christian publisher, and we've been around for a really long time, and we love publishing books. But we started to wonder if maybe our responsibility as a publisher could extend to uh, places beyond publishing books like we have for a really long time. And we wonder, like, what does it look like for us to take our publishing work to the internet and be a publisher online. Um, And obviously there are plenty of Christian websites out there, some of them perhaps more trustworthy than others, and and perhaps even more clear as to who's running them than others, because many sites that purport to be Christian out there, simply you you don't really know who's running them. It can be Mm -hmm. quite difficult to figure out who's behind them. And so we thought, what if we took the trustworthy words of our authors and the words of some of our theologically educated staff and started to try to help people who may never pick up a Christian book, but are definitely looking for clarity and answers to Christian or even just broadly faith questions mm-hmm. on the internet, as millions of people are doing every day. And so Bible to Life is really our effort to take the gifts and, and resources we've been given by God in our standard kind of normal publishing practice and take them to the internet to help the millions of people who are Googling and otherwise looking for answers and resources online. Well, and there is such great content there, too. And we've picked out three different articles that are uh, featured on the website this time around. And I wanted to, to jump in with this first one. Um, what is Reformation Day? Because we know that's coming up at the end of the month. But when we think of the end of October, we're thinking about what the rest of the world is thinking about because it's there everywhere we step out into the retail world. We're seeing all things Halloween. But there's yeah, Reformation Day. Yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Halloween, October 31st. And, and for obviously many children around the world, it's a fun day to dress up in a in a goofy costume of their favorite cartoon character or athlete and go gather candy. And I think I, I, Christians have different views on Halloween, and, and I, I'm here to respect all of those. I think it can be a great missional opportunity to love people in our community. And, and at the same time, uh, October 31st is known within the Protestant world as Reformation Day, which is the day that Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the door uh, of the Wittenberg Church in, in Germany and uh, 
gosh, what year was it? I don't even remember. Um, and uh, in the article it says, I believe. But um, he nailed the 95 Theses to the Church, and he was obviously calling out some issues in the Catholic Church that he recognized. And what I think we, you know, I didn't even learn about the Protestant Reformation or, or Reformation Day as a holiday until I got to college, and I grew up going to church. And when I learned about Reformation Day in college, what I recognized was, you know, my first question was, what's the significance? Like, why does it even matter? What is Reformation Day? Why are we celebrating what this dude with a funny hairstyle did, you know, uh, half a millennium ago? Like, why are we celebrating this? And I think what we should recognize is that by initiating the Protestant Reformation, Martin Luther was not proposing some new idea about Christianity and how humanity is meant to relate to God. He wasn't coming up with some new way to do church or some new way to follow God. Rather, Luther was calling Christians to set aside the heresies of the works-based salvation that they had begun to embrace. So back then, without getting into a huge church history lesson, a lot of Christians who were part of what was called the Catholic Church at the time um, were kind of following this works-based salvation where they could— they could work really hard to earn God's favor. And if they if they were afraid of not earning God's favor, they could buy indulgences and kind of pay off God um, and preemptively pay for their sin with literal money that they could use. And so what, what the Reformation did was not initiate some new way to do church or some, you know, some newfangled way of worship or reading the Bible. Uh, what Martin Luther was really doing, and the reason we celebrate the Reformation, is because without Martin Luther's work and the kind of kickoff that he did on that day, um, many of us maybe would have never come to understand that salvation is by grace alone through faith alone. And like you, Chris, I didn't know about Reformation Day until I got to college as well. And you don't see kids dressing up like Martin Luther going to ask for candy, but what are some... That'd be funny. (laughs) It would be. That'd be an awesome kid. (laughs) But what are some ways that we can recognize Reformation Day and celebrate it? Yeah, sure. Well, I don't know if anybody needs to go out buying a cake or anything like that. In fact, one of my former bosses, his name is Ed Stetzer. He's an author and speaker and things. Mm-hmm. He always tweet, he tweets a joke every Halloween. Uh, and, and all of us just kind of who know him just kind of groan and roll our eyes at this point. But he says, I'm going out and nailing 95 Reese's to my door, uh, which is a perfect oh. uh, fusion of, <laughs> of yeah, you're yeah. groaning exactly uh-huh. like I do. Uh, it's a perfect fusion of Halloween and Reformation Day because of Martin Luther nailed the 95 theses and written Reese's with, with the Halloween holiday. So um, I don't know, you know, I don't know of any like practical ways. So I think remembering, I think, I think praying and thanking God for Martin Luther and Martin Luther was far from a perfect person. He had plenty of issues and sins just like the rest of us. But I think if we could just take a moment to stop and remember and thank God for kind of pulling many, you know, many of us or at least our ancestors back from the brink of some really wrong thinking about who God is and how he relates to us. And I think we can just take a moment and thank God for his grace and the fact that we are saved by grace alone through faith alone, and that there's nothing that we have to do to earn it. Um, and I think, you know, yeah, like I said, just thanking God for his work through those people all those years ago and, and asking, maybe asking what we can do to keep that, that spirit going as we live our lives and try to follow God as best as we can. Okay, Chris, I got to ask a question because I'm, I'm looking at this article and I see it is authored by Chris Martin. Is that you or a different Chris Martin? That's me. So awesome. I, I uh, yeah, wait, yeah, so awesome. 
Yeah, I I, I publish about 10% of the resources that mm-hmm. are on the site because sometimes like with this one, for an example, um, I on this, I recognize that a lot of people in the next month are going to be Googling what is Reformation Day? Mm-hmm. And I want us to have a trustworthy yeah. answer to that question. And so I was like, well, I'll go ahead and write up an article. And I include a section from one of our Moody Publishers books called Long Before Luther, which talks about how the gospel really predates the Reformation, but is woven throughout the work of the Reformation. And so I quote a good section of of that book that explains some of what happened during the Reformation. But yeah, I I authored this one. And if anyone's wondering, why is this guy writing articles? I do have an MDiv from Southeastern Seminary. So I am theologically educated and and have, uh, I guess you could say, the chops to write something like this. But mostly I just wanted to make sure that we had a resource to help people who would be searching for that kind of thing. Well, I'm glad you put it there. Again, the article is What is Reformation Day by Chris Martin. You'll find it at BibleToLife.com. Next article, Christy Anyabwile. I hope I'm saying her last name correctly because I kind of fall over that a little bit, but I know who she is. And uh, her article, God Speaks Through the Bible. Talk about this one, Chris, because I know that so often it seems when we are going through things in our life, we just wish God would speak to us, but sometimes we don't crack open the word, and that's where he's speaking. Of course. I know this this one, you did, you did say her name correctly. Well done. And this um, this article just dovetails so nicely with the What is the Reformation Day article. Um, but yeah, Christiane Yabwile wrote a book called Literarily, which no offense to the other wonderful books we publish at Moody Publishers, Literarily is one of my favorite books we publish in 2022, because in it, Christy talks about how understanding the different genres of the different books of the Bible really helps us better understand how to read the Bible well. And in that book, um, she talks about how God's word, uh, God speaks through the Bible. And a lot of times, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm, I'm in church and I lead a community group and I help lead our student ministry as well. And I hear a lot of, of my friends and, and community within my church wondering, like, how can I feel like I'm in a closer relationship with the Lord? Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like God knows me. I don't feel like I have an actual relationship with God. It just maybe feels like God, yeah, I trust that God cares about me, but it doesn't feel very personal. Like, it just really feels like he's out there somewhere beyond the universe. And one day I'll feel that he cares about me when I either die and go to him or maybe he comes back in my lifetime. But it it can be sometimes feel difficult to feel that intimate love of God in our lives every day. And when I hear that, and and I I feel that myself, but when when I hear that from other people, I always encourage my friends who say that to go to scripture and spend time in God's word because it's really in God's word that he speaks. It's very like, I I think of it very literally that if, you know, if you want to have a relationship with someone, you need to communicate with them. If I, if my wife and I never spoke to each other, we wouldn't have a very strong relationship. Um, It'd be, you know, if we just passed each other in in the hallway of the house and, and in the kitchen and just never really spoke, our relationship would suffer in the same way. If we don't hear from God and then, through through reading his word and then in turn respond to him in prayer we shouldn't expect to have much of a relationship with god if our communication with him is nearly non-existent and so i think and christy makes such a great point of this she says the word is active it works Mm -hmm. we rest we rest in the finished work of christ and so what i think we need to remember as we wonder like how do i fit time reading god's word and i know god speaks to me through his word but how do i do that we can sometimes feel shame or feel guilt we should be reminded that though it is important to hear God speak through the reading of his word, we shouldn't be finding our, our worth or our identity in, in how well we do that. God is not interested 
in making us uh, feel ashamed for how we don't come to him. He just wants us to come to him. And so I think if we see the Bible less as this historical book that records the works of God in history and a little bit more as our means of picking up the phone and talking to our father in heaven, we might have a little bit healthier of a relationship and a little bit more motivation to pick up the Bible and, mm-hmm. and figure out what God's trying to say to us through it. Yeah, that's a great article, too. God Speaks Through the Bible. You'll find that one at BibleToLife.com. And I know, Chris, normally we'll just pick a couple of articles to highlight, but and they're all good. We want you to go and check out the website, BibleToLife.com. But I wanted to make sure that we touched on this third article, too, from Tony Evans. Um, I just felt like in, in you know when Eric and I were talking about this last week, I, I said, let's ask Chris to do a third one, too. Why does church membership matter and i know there are a lot of opinions on that there are and and more and more recently that i've heard uh, i've heard more and more churches just kind of going away from the idea of membership which like i understand why some may be attracted to that but i kind of scratch my head as to why why some church leaders would do that and i think church membership is important tony evans just does a tremendous job this is quite a long article so buckle in and and read some Um, but he does a tremendous job explaining i think why church membership is practically important Um, but i would appeal to anyone listening um, the reason church membership is important is that it's important to commit to something i think today it's so easy to just float around in general, whether it's floating from family to family, uh, whether it's floating from friend to friend, um, from church to church, or whatever else. It's really easy today, I think, for us to just simply not commit. But commitment matters. Commitment expresses humility. Commitment expresses love and care. I think when we commit to something, we're we're saying, I my participation in this community is about more than how I feel about it. And it's about more than how fulfilled it makes me feel or how much it enriches my life. When we commit to a community period, what what I think we're saying is I am committed to making, to using what I've been given, the gifts that I've been given by God to make this community better in whatever way that I can and to serve others in this community. And what church membership does, I think, is it's not I don't think it's some stodgy system that's just meant to bind up your time and occasional church meetings. I think what church membership is is it's a step of faith for Christians to commit themselves and the gifts that they've been given to a local church body so that they're contributing to something greater than themselves rather than just going to church to consume a nice sermon and occasionally some nice worship songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if we can start to see our participation in the body of Christ as the participation in a family to whom we're committed um, rather than a show to which we're attending, we might have a little bit healthier of a relationship with the church and contribute to the body of Christ the way we were meant to rather than just consuming from it. Yeah, we are members of the body, each part having a distinct uh, ordained by God function within that body. So you you pretty much kind of have to make a commitment. But I would love for you to go and check this article out too, guys. It is Why Does Church Membership Matter? It's by Tony Evans. Hey, Chris, this has been such great information, and I know there's so much more on the website, BibleToLife.com. want to encourage all of you to go check it out. But man, seriously, thank you for what you're doing in curating information and posting these articles for us because these are helpful. 
Of course. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I'm so grateful for you and your ministry there in Indiana and um, have a great rest of your Monday. All right, you too, Chris. And again, the website, we'd love for you to go take a look. In fact, do that and shoot us a text. Tell us what you think, because I think you're really going to appreciate what you find there. It is BibleToLife.com. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the Word to Life.